and a lot of what I feel we talk about sometimes in regards to our our circle of people. I'm rel- so- sorry. Go ahead. Where's life? Who? Life. We're talking about our circle. I'm sorry. I interrupted your thought. I apologize. Um. Computers there. Where's life? Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I, I ain't. Oh, I did say, say welcome. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome. I am. You are. And in case you guys don't know who this is, this is the wonderful Kelly Thomas, a.k.a. Pop Sipper Honey Dipper, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Cleveland Brown, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The Boy's Mama, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Dope, 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 dope DJ, mm-hmm. music aficionado, Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human being. Thank you. I am so glad that uh, that you're here. I I am I'm glad that you asked me to be on here. It's an honor. It is. I asked you. I'm glad that you agreed. <laughs> <laughs> that don't come on. Don't. Hold on. Did I did I did I ask you or did you say, hey, look, I'm coming on when I hit town. Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Okay. Thanks, thanks for. I, I did call you out. My bad. For you, for those of you who don't know, she uh, she is one of the closest people I have in my life. She's more than a friend. She's like a sister, like just mm-hmm. a. And anyway, we banter. We're gonna go back and forth a lot, um, but. Of all the people that I have in my life, mm-hmm. I think you have been, you've had the most change, I'd say, over the last five years. Really? Yeah. Like, what? You disagree? No, I, it's just, I'm always curious okay. of how other people view so, things. You've had a child. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you forgot. You forgot about Andrew. No, but just, <laughs> no. You moved from D.C., Virginia, Maryland area yeah. to Cleveland, mm-hmm. where you, which we're going to talk about, which is your your hometown. Mm-hmm. From Cleveland mm-hmm. to Detroit, mm-hmm. which are two huge things in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. You're engaged. Mm-hmm. You're a homeowner. Mm-hmm. You have a job that you absolutely love, teaching some yeah. kids. And I'm actually, that's a big change too, because I'm now in a coaching position where I coach other educators. So okay. I still teach littles, like I still pull small groups, but I don't, I don't have a full classroom. But yes. So. Any of those things by themselves mm-hmm. would be 
a big shift. Right. And the fact that you've done all of that in a five-year period of time mm -hmm. in the middle of yep. a shutdown and all this old yeah. other shit, it's a lot. It's a lot. Terrell and I talk about that often. Like, we'll be laying in bed. Like, we really moved twice, had a child, like, during a pandemic, Got our house, like all of these big life changes. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And 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 strengthen our relationship. Got engaged, planning a wedding. Yeah. All of that. When and is yeah. when is the wedding? Uh September third. Okay. Congratulations to all of it. Well, thank you. Thank um I we've been in each other's life pre Terrell. Mm -hmm. Terrell, by the way, is her fiance slash tall black guy we had him on mm -hmm. the the show early on mm -hmm. when we were doing this shout out we we rocking the brother stuff he he here at a wedding some doing one of his homeboys best friends wedding so we got him here in spirit but um I've seen so much growth mm -hmm. in you over like I've known you for what 10 15 years yeah it's been a long time I think like 12, 1 or 13. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I'm just going to round up. Okay. 15 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> round up. Sounds good. And um, how do you feel now about where you are? I'm comfortable with myself now. I think it's, it's been a journey, a long, winding stressful road but I finally feel like I'm exhaling even through raising a toddler and you know Terrell touring and I'm you know trying to establish myself in Detroit you know separate from Andrew separate from Terrell you know getting out in the DJ scene and that kind of thing I finally still though feel more at peace than I ever have you, like, you don't I do oh you I do okay do. I'm sorry yeah, okay I finally feel more at peace than I ever have what do you what do you attribute that to? I mean, with age comes experience, and I think like one of the things I always say. My mom used to tell me, um, you know, there's always a lesson. So, um, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you go through, there's always a lesson. And until you, I really identify what that lesson is, you're going to continue to get it presented to you in many different ways and different forms. But until you learn the lesson, it'll keep coming. And so I think I've just really paid attention to the lessons mm -hmm. and, like, really learned from these past experiences. I mean, this kind of sounds kind of cliche to say, but, like, when you really put that into practice and reflect on everything that you're experiencing, like, what am I supposed to be gaining from this? I think that has helped me kind of move through stuff, um, not repeat some of the same mistakes and kind of be comfortable with where I am now. There are some um, things that you and I connect on, mm -hmm. I think, really strongly. Music being one of them. Um, the love-hate conflicting relationship we have with where we're from. Hey, hood. Hey, hood. Hey, hood. Hey, hood. Hey, hood. And, uh, and family. Mm -hmm. And how we've had to sort of 
shift our perception of what family means and maybe it's an ever-evolving thing but mm -hmm. um the titles that we've generally associated with family as we've, we've expanded that to include a lot more and so um when i thought about what we were going to talk about today family just kept popping up mm -hmm. pop kept 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 popping up mm -hmm. and a part of family is friendship mm -hmm. And um, when you lived here, you initially had to move back to Cleveland, mm -hmm. which is where you were initially from, mm -hmm. where you are from initially, my bad. Um, what was it like growing up in Cleveland? It it uh it was uh, it was a lot. Uh, so I grew up with my mom and my brother, single family, um, single parent household. My dad left when I was like four. I don't remember a lot. I remember one time when I was four. A lot of growing up, I don't remember. Um, we lived in East Cleveland, a suburb of Cleveland, but it's like, you know, stone's throw from Cleveland. Um, I mean, it was, you know, a typical neighborhood. We weren't, we weren't like in the hood, but we weren't in a very affluent area, like lower middle class. I would, I would say. Okay. My mom was a school teacher. She, uh, we went to private school outside of East Cleveland. When you say we? My brother and I. Okay. He went to a school called Gilmore Academy and I went to Laurel School. And he's older, right? Yeah. Okay. He's, I'm 41, he's 44. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, we still played in the neighborhood and had our neighborhood friends and stuff. And, um, you know, she, we still went on trips. We went on an annual trip to St. Pete Beach every, Every May, she had like a timeshare, so we would go. One of her best friends, Aunt Judy, um, you know, card parties and playing records in the basement, that kind of thing. So, but so you 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 described a lot of activities, but mm -hmm. how 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 do you how do you feel? How did you when you think back about how you felt during those times? How did what did you, how did you feel about that stuff at the time? I, I guess I just, you know, it was, I don't know that I felt one way or another about it. It was my mom, you know, raising us and this is just our experience. Okay. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't think at the, at growing up in it, I didn't have any particular ill feelings, you know, it was my mom and this is, this is our home. This is what life is. And did you guys have a tight-knit family? So my mom had had two, old, two brothers, one older, one younger. So I, I, okay. So I'll start with saying I did not um, really grow up with my dad's side of the family much. Um, they were around, but just kind of removed a bit. Okay. Um, so my mom had, had two brothers, and then one of her brothers had two 
two kids, so I had two cousins, um, two male cousins that we would, you know, all the holidays and stuff, we would go to my grandma's house and <clears throat> my grandmother, my grandfather. I was really close to my grandmother, my grandfather. They would come pick us up every Friday um, and drop us off on Sunday. So that was, that was a great thing. And then, you know, then we would end up playing outside with the kids in her neighborhood and establishing relationships on, um, on that side of town as well. So, um, yeah, so it, um, tight knit. We gathered a lot. We did family events, like we did, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and holidays and stuff. But tight knit, no, we were not tight knit, not at all. Because thinking back on things that they were not aware of, no, we were not tight. Is that something that you, you, you didn't recognize that at the time because it was all you pretty yeah. much know, mm -hmm. knew? No. And then as I got older and, and things started falling apart, I don't know if we were getting to that or not, but as that stuff kind of started to unfold and become more uh, prevalent and frequent, um, fights would happen and then it kind of just, we stopped that stuff altogether. One of the things I also left out that was a big change is you lost your grandmother mm -hmm. over this last five-year period of time, which you played a really big role in her transitioning and taking care of her mm -hmm. and all of that stuff, too, in addition to having a newborn and moving yeah. and all that stuff. So that was something else I forgot to, to leave out that was also a part of a lot of this stuff going on. And, mm -hmm. and the fact that you were really close to her um, is something that I wanted to make sure I, I, I added in there. So, so when you got older, Let me take a step back. I want it to be more, I guess, of a conversation as opposed to me just asking you a question. bunch of questions. And I don't necessarily, like, I don't want to um, just have diarrhea of the mouth. Like, I don't know where we're going, so. Yeah, I don't either. Okay. Fully. Okay. So, when I was growing up with my mom and my family, my dad was, he was, he was more of like a, a peripheral fixture. Mm -hmm. I knew who he was. I knew I looked like him. I knew we had the same name, mm -hmm. but he wasn't a consistent force mm -hmm. in those like formidable years of my life. So he lived in California. I would go to California to visit him during the summer and then come back. And that's where I would go and get my school clothes and mm -hmm. um, hang out with my dad and go to summer school in California and all that kind of stuff and come back. Um, growing up, I had my mom, my grandma, similar to kind of like, in, and I had a younger brother who was eight years younger. That was the only sibling that I actually grew up in, <laughs> grew up with. But um, this idea of family was kind of, that's all it was. I really didn't have anything mm -hmm. to compare it to. Mm -hmm. So it was just what it was. But as I got older, and started to see how other people's families mm -hmm. were shaped and what they looked like. I couldn't help but contrast mm -hmm. like mine mm -hmm. and what was there and what wasn't there and then try to look and see what parts of it I wanted to tweak. Mm -hmm. um, 
and add, and I didn't know you could add. Right. <laughs> you know, I didn't. Right. It's like you know, a brother, a mother, a grandmother, and yeah. blah blah blah. So, a lot of what I felt I was using to add and take away were performance-based metrics. Like, did you do? Do you respect me? Are you nice to me? Or are you somebody that I connect with? And if you're these things, then sure, I'll add you to my family, quote unquote. But that's not something that I can't necessarily do with my family family. Mm -hmm. So my brother is my brother. No matter what he does, he's always going to have that title. Mm -hmm. He's always going to be family. Um, so as I got older and started choosing to add friends and close relationships under that moniker of family, I, start, I, I felt like I began to use the same kind of metrics that I was using for my family, which is, you know, if you don't do this or if you let me down in this way or that kind of thing, then I get to choose whether or not I swap you out or expand or whatever in, you know, as a part of my family. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of what I feel we talk about sometimes in regards to our, our circle of people. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Where's life? Who? Life. We're talking about our circle. I'm sorry. I interrupted your thought. I apologize. Um, computers there. Where's life? Uh, life is. I don't know. Is that a good answer? I just gonna have to be. Is there? That was a lot in your life. Is response. Is he okay? I think he's, yeah, I think he's good. All right, we want to talk about that. So, no, 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 no. So, I'm sorry, I just totally messed up your, your, we were talking about family and friendships and people. Yeah, and, and that's an appropriate question. I just wasn't expecting it at that moment, but um, I, I don't know where life is. Um, but he knows that I love him, and he knows that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, if I were going to answer the question, like, uh, Like my ego would answer it in a lot more um, aggressive, angry way, because you know when you feel a certain way about something, then that's how you generally respond. But like the tune the fork response is that. I don't know, and, uh, and rather than inject a lot of 
infer whatever, then that wouldn't be true. I just, I don't know. I, don't know. I just, yeah. Okay. That's a long answer. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was two, two, two words. Where's life? I don't know. Right. But, but that's, um, that's relevant though to how we negotiate these relationships with people who we are, who we, who we say are in our circle and how much space do we give them when things aren't going the way that we want them or, or we feel they should go. Um, I don't, I don't know. Just, How do you do it? When things aren't going the way that I think they should or expected them to. You know, people say, oh, you shouldn't have expectations of things. You'll never get let down. That sounds really good. But when you are constantly, like, trying to show up and be that type of friend for someone else, if they're not doing that with you, it hurts. And, like, you kind of have expectations of people in your circle to, like, make you feel good or to, you know, to be present or if they're unable to be present or they're not like to be vocal about whatever it is that's going on. So how do I do it? I, it's interesting. There's a friend in our circle who has shown up in a very interesting way from the jump. I think uh, I think earlier on there was more of a connection, and I don't I don't know what happened to kind of dim, dim that connection. Like maybe the move or something, like or you know the pandemic. Because um, even like the night before we moved to Cleveland, they came to visit and say goodbye and stuff and see the the, the baby. Um, but I think. I, the way I handle it is I, I say something, like, so I called and I was like, yo, I haven't heard from you in a while, I know life happens or whatever, um, and I reminded them of the last time they called me, which was to tell me that something, something with a, a singer, Omar, like Omar had showed up to their Twitch stream, and they know how much I love Omar, so they called me to tell me that, but it wasn't like, hey, how you doing? How's the baby? How's life? It's just like, oh, yeah, Omar came to check me out. I knew you would want to know because he's Omar, but he came to check me out. Not in a way like bragging at all, but that was the reason for the call. And so I, that was the last time they called me, and that was like when we lived in Cleveland still. And not to say that they have to call because people are constantly doing things and, and they're busy, and I understand that. But they were just like, oh, you know, well, my mom says I don't really call much either. And, and I specifically said, like, hey, I would love to hear from you a little bit more, like even a text or, you know, just a check in, like how you're doing. Because I would constantly call them and do that. And then it kind of when I realized that I was the one initiating it all the time, I was like, OK, I'm going to chill out. Yeah. And then I saw that it didn't it didn't happen. It's not like it, it happened once in a while. It just didn't happen. There was nothing um, unless they showed up in a text thread, like asking for something or wanting something from the, the folks in the chat. So I made mention of it and they were just kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just not really a phone call person or whatever. My mom complains about it, same thing. And then that was kind of it. Mm. 
And then on top of that, when, when um, they were invited to our wedding, I was just like, they, they called me and was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of travel happening around that time, so I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I have a couple trips I'm supposed to be going on. Like, my wedding is just like some <laughs> weekend getaway. You know what I mean? Like, this is our wedding, and I talked to everybody about how small it is, how intimate it is. There are a lot of people who aren't invited, and not like on some elitist kind of stuff, but just because I think a wedding is very special, and the union, like, really needs to be surrounded by those who I can call any of y'all and say, yo, this is going on, we need you, and people can show up. Those are the people I want at my wedding. Yeah. Um, so all that to say, for to get that response, like, oh, I got a lot of travel happening, I was just like, okay, this is, this is where we are now. So I, I made an attempt, right? I, I was vocal about it, and now I'm just trying to understand that our friendship is not what I what I thought it was, what I wanted it to be. Um, and so now I just have to work through my feelings of disappointment and like hurt and kind of move through it. So what is, what do you, and that's what I think, what do you think that is for us? So I think we're, we're projecting a set of expectations onto somebody that they didn't necessarily agree to. And if quite honestly, if we look from the beginning, that's how they were showing up all the time. I think I was just a little blind to it. And are they not friends or family because they can't meet that expectation? Not at all. So I, I ended uh, like a 10 year friendship before I moved here, right after I had Andrew, um, the friend was just not supportive of my relationship with Terrell and like, did a whole bunch, it was just, it was wild, mm -hmm. what happened, it's wild. So, uh, and that wasn't the first time that some wild stuff had happened, but that was my, my last straw. Like, you're not gonna, like, you're gonna accept me and my kid, but not my mate. Right. Like, and you're just gonna act like he doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, so I forgot my point. <laughs> I'm, oh, my memory is terrible. What did you ask? Uh, um, they didn't sign up. They didn't agree to these to meet these expectations that we've set on them. I don't remember where I was going, but no, they didn't. And so, are they not friends? Or oh, that's what I was going. Okay, so I talked to my therapist about it. That's what I was saying. So I, was, I, I, um, I had a therapist and I was talking to her about it and she was like, just think of like, you know, you all, people talk about friendship circles and think about it like a, a, a target. And so you have your inner, this inner joint that, you know, spot on, dead in the middle. This is like, this is your solid crew. And then people, the, people exist on the whole target. Because mm -hmm. I was really struggling with, with my, my relationship with my brother at the time, too. Which my relationship with my brother is just, it is awful. Um, and I was talking to her about boundaries and setting boundaries with the friend who I was trying to work through. Am I going to really end this friendship? Um, and then also simultaneously, like, what about my brother? Because he's not going anywhere. So what, what do I do? I have no idea how to navigate this. So she was talking about, like, you know, 
think about that that center of the target is like the VIP section. Y'all are popping bottles, y'all are buying all the chicken wings, y'all are kicking it hard. <laughs> right? Like everybody gets lemon pepper and garlic parmesan like for free. Every it's just everything's flowing constantly. And then there's an outer ring that's like kind of standing behind that red rope. And they're they're like they're close because they're they're in the club, but they're just not on that VIP couch with you. And then their folks are standing outside in line. And like they're 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 coming to the party, but they're just in line. And then there are folks who can't even get on your street. Like they can't even. The road is closed. Mm. They they are still on the target, but they're in that outermost ring where they can't get. They everybody doesn't deserve access to I like just that. because they're like their family or just because they're like st- stuff. It goes in ways, it ebbs and flows, and you know, you could have been in my on my couch eating wings with me, and now you're behind the rope. And it doesn't mean that you're a horrible person, but it just means that you're not you're not here with me anymore. So what metrics are we using? Are the people we're putting out, are the people we're not allowing, let me take a step back. The person who has a bunch of traveling. Mm-hmm. Are they not on the block? What determines if they're not on the block? Because this is what I'm. This is what I'm honestly. And what does that even look like? I don't know, and I think it's different for everyone that you're dealing with. Like, you know, my brother. Like, I don't even think my brother knows where the party is. Like, I don't. I think he's he's not around the corner. I, he might. I don't, he just doesn't know the party is happening. Uh, as much as I would love for him to, he can't even know what's happening right now. Um, I just think it's different for every for every relationship, and I think it all is based on how is it making me feel. Like I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a mom. I'm a partner. I'm a friend. Like I'm all these things, and so, and so. To me, I have a responsibility to show up in a certain way for all of these things, for all of these people. And I can't, I just don't anymore. I think because of my life experience, I no longer have it in me to continue to pour into people or things that aren't going to do the same for me. I did it forever. I did it forever. And I did it in the wrong way. I was pouring into empty cups. It was, it was a mess. I was. It was overflowing, and I just kept trying to pour into it. They're, they're closing lids, and I'm keep trying to. So I no longer now. I don't have it in me. I don't, and it's nothing against that person anymore. And they're they're they have every right to tell me that they have a lot of travel, and clearly my wedding is not as important to them to be at as it is for me to have them. And yeah. it's fine. And, I'm, and I was vocal about the, our communication and that w- it was kind of blown off. And that's fine. It hurts my feelings. Right, yeah. It hurts yeah, yeah. terribly, but not enough anymore for me to do more than what I already did. And that sounds bad when I say it out loud. Because then it's like, am I, are they not worth it? That's the question. That, but, how, but how much? When, when do I say, okay, I'm a, I, I just need to chill and pour into those who are doing the same for me? So I struggle with it. That's why I'm asking. Cause, okay. and it, 
Zendo mm -hmm. is the only person I have met. Zendo is my woman, by the way. She's, she's amazing. She is the only woman, mm -hmm. person. Eh. Let's just stick with woman for now. That I have met that gives fully mm -hmm. and doesn't allow any of the outcome to diminish her value at all. So she can give, 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 mm -hmm. almost in a way to where like, if it doesn't work out, I'm still full. It doesn't cost me anything to give. And I've never, I've, I've never seen that because most of the giving mm -hmm. that I've seen my life growing up as a kid has been a performance-based mm -hmm. thing. So I'm gonna give because I don't have a lot to give. Mm -hmm which I think is an illusion in a way. So love is limitless. And if, and, if, and if I have a limitless amount of it, even if I direct it to a person in a way who's undeserving, it didn't cost me anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm not there. Mm. I haven't seen enough examples of it other than Zendo and it's, it's something that actually expands. And when you have that kind of love mm -hmm. directed towards you, mm -hmm. it changes you in a bit. Not, I at least know what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Because so much of my extension of love or, 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 or gestures or whatever, it's a performance-based thing. And, and, and it's not, and I don't, I think about that. I'll just stop with that. But. So I don't. I hear you, and I understand. I don't love this person any less. I promise I don't. Does it hurt my feelings that they have a lot of travel? <laughs> and that wasn't, it didn't come out as being just as important as some mm -hmm. of these other, absolutely, I'm human, yeah. Right. It hurt my feelings, but I love them just the same. Right. And actually, like, so what are we doing? So what are we doing? Listen, when we say we're pulling back, what are we pulling back from? I think, I think for me, I'm just pulling back on... I'm a, like, you're like a cactus now. I, I water, I mean, a, a, my aloe plant. I water my aloe plant once a month. I have it on my calendar to water once a month. Okay. Don't get me to line about any other plant types or names or anything, but all <coughs> I know is I water this aloe once a month. But I know that there are other plants that you have to water every two to three days. Yeah. I'm going to water this aloe once a month. But, 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 who? but that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You are doing what the plant needs, not what Pop Sipper Honey Dipper needs. No, yeah, I am. Because cause I also know my thumb ain't the greenest all the time. And so. Okay. So. Let's, I love that analogy. Let's walk with that for a bit. I'm about to, well, I'm about to tear this up. <laughs> I think I'm going to mess this up. No, you're not. All right, let's see. So at that point, okay. it's not about the plant. Mm -hmm. It's about you. So it's, it's, at that point, you don't have a green thumb. Mm -hmm. So you're not looking at that plant that needs to be watered every two days like it's something wrong with the plant. 
in the same way that you're not looking at the plant that needs to be planted once a month or, or, or water once a month because mm -hmm. that fits. Mm -hmm. But the plant ain't wilding. It's a, so when our friends are coming to us saying that they need to be watered once a month, and we're coming to them saying, no, we're every two day type of motherfucker. Mm -hmm. We need, we need, I need my shit watered every two months. Mm -hmm. They don't have that green thumb for that. So we will feel a certain way by that unmet need. Mm -hmm. But then I also just know I'm learning at 41, about to be 42 in less than a month. I, I'm learning that. Well, I'm going to just go hang out with these other plants that need just as much watering and stuff as I do. Like That would be good, though, but we add the other shit to those other people. And that, that's what I'm talking about. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's not like we just saying, oh, well, go ahead. She got other plants. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. The same way when you just ask where life is. Mm -hmm. I feel a certain way about Absolutely. that. I'm human. Mm -hmm. But for the record, he's always going to be my family. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that he can do mm -hmm. to change that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to struggle in a way mm -hmm. through the process of managing the expectations mm -hmm. that come with having that kind of connection, mm -hmm. but that's just what you do with family. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, I think I've just been the discard type motherfucker. Here's the framework. Mm -hmm. Here's my expectation. If you can't meet that, you out. Mm -hmm. Circle is small. Room for error is small, and any sign of weakness, any sign of infraction, boom, you're out. Boom, you're out. Boom, you're out. And I don't know if that's the healthiest way. And the reality is we'll do that in our relationships with our like significant others, sometimes because we're evaluating whether or not we're going to be in this thing based on performances of certain like that. If you're meeting this expectation, if you're not meeting this expectation, and reality is they might not be able to meet these. They might be the once a month. They might be the every, and when we're the every two day. So how do we manage those, the disparity in those intervals of needing to be watered so that we can maintain that. Because sometimes us needing to be watered every two weeks ain't got nothing to do with a real, it's a want. And, and, yeah. it, and it's a want that comes from like some childhood trauma shit Absolutely. that we didn't get, uh, that, that, that wasn't met. But I also say like there's, there's, again, I think, you know, using my plant and then my target analogy, I don't know how to link those two, but, I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting or needing that. I don't think, I had a lot of childhood trauma. I experienced a lot. And I was looking to find approval and 
acceptance from people and looking in all of the wrong places. Um, mm-hmm. Every wrong place I I, I set up shopping. <laughs> Woken Penub. <laughs> Woken Penub. I, I look, I was chilling in those wrong places for a long time, but I don't think there's anything wrong with saying this is what I need. Yeah. This is what I need. And, and understanding, like I understand what my past was. I understand when, why the choices I made as an adult happened. Like why, why they, why things came to be, I, I, I learned my lesson. After all those years, I finally understood what the lesson was. But I also know that there are certain things that I like to receive in my relationships, and I'm vocal about them. And, like, you know, you know certain things that I, that I need as a friend. Nate knows certain things that I need as a friend. Harvey knows certain things that I need as a friend. And, and I can call Nate and say, hey, Nate, I haven't heard from you in a minute in a minute or I think I think the thing is like Nate and I don't talk as often I think as I, I, I do we and I definitely don't talk as often as I do with you but when we do talk it's so fruitful it's so full um we're catching each other up we're pouring into each other and then we go about our thing and like you know we'll text and check in that kind of thing but I get something from it like I, I get I get I get watered and he does too. You get watered. I do too. Harvey gets watered. I do too. Terrell gets watered. I do too. And so I've now cultivated relationships around me that feed me just as much as I feed them. And if there are some some friendships that that can't, that don't, that's okay. But I'm just not. I'm not pouring into it as much anymore. Cause it's just something that I need. And the pouring into, and again, I don't, I, I like the analogy of the target because mm-hmm. we only have a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. right? And it's it, only a certain number of seats in the VIP. <sighs> and that sounds bad. Like, oh, I'm, I'm this person that you got to get access to. But what does that mean though? So like when you say, <sighs> I, here's what I hear you say mm-hmm. behind all of the, behind everything that you're saying, right? I'm hearing you say, my feelings are hurt Absolutely. by you not being able to meet this need that I've expressed to you that I need, that I have rather. How can we do what you're saying mm-hmm. do with more love? I think the problem with this relationship is that I, I thought it was different than what I'm seeing and what I'm getting. And when I say what I'm seeing, I mean, it's like, it's like you, you know, you, this is extreme, but like waking up to a video of your dude cheating on you or something, you know what I mean? Or like, uh, first off, I don't have a dude that would be cheating on me. <laughs> Waking up to a video, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Like, like I'm watching. That's a lot. I see what you mean. That's I got you. Lot. But, but that I don't know those what I'm are. But those are your expectations. So how how do we as individuals recalibrate that to be more in line with reality with more love? Because because all love. 
it's, it, it's it's more pain. Like it, there's there's it's just as much pain and disappointment. Listen, why I, can't those things exist at the same time? They can, but one dominates. One is dominating, and I, I think for yeah. us, the pain and the disappointment is dominating, especially when we're talking about. It's not what, it's how. Mm -hmm. It's how we're doing these things. It's the voices that we're saying in our head. It's the, it's the rejection that we feel. Hey, it, say that word again. What? Rejection. It's the rejection that yeah. we feel. I feel rejected by life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I also, so that's my initial reaction. I also have to accept the fact, I have to remind myself Despite how I feel, that has nothing to do with me. And so how, how can I balance what I know about the situation mm -hmm. versus what I feel? Because the feelings will start to dominate and take over. Mm -hmm. And now I start and now I start adding a bunch of shit yeah. on top of it when I'm saying, because listen. And, and, and what I'm adding on top of it mm -hmm. will make me start feeling like mm -hmm. he ain't in the party. Mm -hmm. He might not be in the building for that motherfucking party. Mm -hmm. But if I start another party on another thing, he gets to the VIP. Because this is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, because this is what I also... A part of this, I feel, also helps in our relationships with our significant others because we've got to find something that transcends the feelings about this stuff. Like if we know, we, if we know these people love us, like if we know and we know that there's something going on that's separate from us, mm -hmm. the person that you're talking about, there's something going on that has nothing to do with mm -hmm. us. But when we look at the tape, when we look at the movie being played, everything about that bitch says, nah, that's you. Because mm -hmm. the, movie's, the movie's being recorded, yeah. and it's all kind of actors mm -hmm. and actresses in the movie. But we ain't in there. And this is how I feel like you the day when I called you, and I was like, hey, am I mm -hmm. wildin'? Tell me if it's me. And it, I'm sure to a degree, sometimes it is. But like, as far as it relates to like this overarching thing, like why I can't get a return call, mm -hmm. that ain't got nothing to do with me. But that don't mean I got to add the other shit onto it. it. Right. I can just still be, I can be at the end of the road. I can be at the end of that decision that says, I can, I can be at the end of that decision when he makes a different choice with open arms and love and just says, no matter what choice you use, bro, because ain't none of this mm -hmm. got to do with me. And it's the same like with our, our significant others. If something going on with Terrell, like regardless of what that is, and I feel like our, relate, our external relationships are examples of how we struggle with that. Mm -hmm and take it into our relationships with other, with, like with our mom, family members, and everything. Mm -hmm. 
You good? So to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> Circling back around, I don't know how we do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know that there's ever going to be a right or a wrong way. But damn it, I'm trying to work through it. Okay. I'm trying to work through my, my hurt. Yeah. I'm trying to work through understanding that a friendship that I thought that was different is no longer that. Michelle always talks about the noble story we tell ourselves about things that are happening. Um, and that just kind of speaks to um, like the situations we're going through, like the noble story we're telling ourselves about, you know, our experiences with, um, you know, you with life and me with the other person is just like, oh, you know, um, I'm just, just packaging it in a way that makes you feel good. Um, At the expense of the other person. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I don't know. I love them. Mm -hmm. I wish it was different. And maybe it will be. Maybe. And the thing is, it might still be the same in their head. <laughs> right. And it just, and it just, so I don't know. Because it's our relationship to this evaluation. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, that ain't the only person you're doing this with. Mm -hmm. That ain't, life ain't the only person. That, like, yeah. this is how we show up. Yeah. Yeah. This is just it. So. So. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I struggle a lot with uh, just expectations in relationships. And because I've been so heartbroken on so many different levels with so many different experiences. From my mom to my dad to my brother, losing my uncle Kenny, um, you know, who I initially moved to Maryland with. Um, like m the stuff with my family, my family—it's just wild. And I and I, I just struggled with relationships, and I think because that's why, I'm, like, man. We've had some times, we've had some interesting things, but when one of our close friends like played the mess out of us in Cleveland, and, that, and when you all, you and Terrell said that was the worst you've ever heard anybody go off on somebody, because I've, I've, I've worked really hard to kind of create something for me that feels good, that's genuine, because for so long, Coming up, it didn't feel good for my mom or my brother or my dad. It didn't feel good. And then I get into a relationship at 16 with somebody, and now looking back, it didn't feel good. And then the guys, it didn't feel good. And some of the, the, the uh, women that I got, you know, friendships, it didn't feel good. And finally, I know it feels good. I know what I have to provide. I know what I need. I know what I want. And so I'm, I'm you know, cultivating this, this, this space that feels good and it's genuine. And when somebody disrupts that in a way that just completely disregards me, and then, and then, and then you don't care about my son, because that's, like, that's a whole other thing. And then you, like, you're going to try to play my, my kid and then my mate. And then having you fly up to, to Cleveland, like, you played all of us? 
and this is my circle, and you're going to do that to all of us, that's why you all heard what you heard from me. But, this, but see, it's not about you, and, and it wasn't about me. And there's, when that major infraction happened mm -hmm. in my personal life, we're talking around things. And I know I it's can't, not necessary. I, I, I would never put it out there, but I just feel like this. I don't want this episode to be as like. No, nah, because I and that's why I'm keeping it over. I'm trying to keep it more like I, yeah. the things aren't these aren't about. So listen to what I feel the same way, by the way. So as I'm speaking to you, there's nothing that I'm saying to you that I'm not also saying to myself, because the reason why I wanted to have we we both struggle with expectations. This is one of the things I learned a lot when it came to my mom. It's a, it's a, it's a, these things aren't happening because of us. Mm -hmm. And the work that we do isn't so that we can get a different result mm -hmm. because the result is something that we can't control. As hard as we work mm -hmm. to get better, as hard as we work to create circles, mm -hmm. we're not in this shit alone. Mm -hmm. So the person outside of us. There's nothing I can do about how they show up. No matter how much work we do. Mm -hmm. So if the expectation is for someone outside of us to adjust because we're doing something that's unrealistic. No, I don't know. I, uh, I don't expect people to adjust because I'm doing something specific. I think what I expect, what I want, it's hard to like, you know, squeezing blood from a turnip, they say, right? Like I... So why do we want blood from a turnip? Why do, why do we want that? Why am I asking somebody to give me something, something that, that I know they can't give? You're right. Why am I asking my mom over and over again to do something that she doesn't have the capacity to do? Who's <laughs> right? Like, what's wrong with you? Why what's wrong with me? Yeah, not yeah. her. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with her. Right. I think. And it just goes, I don't know. I don't know. Stop asking me questions I don't know the answer to. You know. You're just being real rigid. So there, there's, I love our circle. Mm -hmm. I struggle with telling somebody what I need. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like it creates an opportunity for them to fail me. And when I feel like I'm being, when I feel like someone is failing me, I feel like it's a personal affront on me. Mm. Like I take personal offense to that. Like I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. it, it's always connected to me. And I have to figure out a way to like disconnect that but isn't piece every, of it. But isn't every interaction with every human, like you show up with you. Right, and they show up with them, yeah. But when you show up, you don't like show up to a party expecting to get pissed on. Like you show up to a party but, expecting but, to get a drink in your hand. So who's who's structuring the the who's structuring the framework to say what's piss and what's water? I 
I, I know what piss smell. I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> it's one of one. <laughs> I know what getting pissed on feels like. No, I don't, know what, getting, I don't so, know what getting pissed on feels like. I know what it smells listen. like. I know what it looks like. Well, with Andrew. So <laughs> Terrell knows that. Terrell got it all, not me. But yeah. But it doesn't have, it can be, it's not, it's pee because we say it's pee. And, and if we're used to being, we're used, you were saying it before, we're used mm-hmm. to not feeling good. Mm-hmm. We are keen and clear on what fuckery looks like. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm of the opinion that that kind of lens can turn anything into fuckery. It's almost like if you look for it, you'll find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just, because you, just because you're doing something to me doesn't mean I've got to call it that. No. So I'm assigning value to something based on what my perspective is. And I don't have to do that. I can call it, I can call it something else. But I think for me, I think that's so, I don't know. I don't know all your friends, but if one of your friends did something. Use life. You know life. I know life. He ain't, he was supposed to design my flyer. Listen, but it's so life and I aren't super close. Like he's not like you and me or you and Nate. I mean, me and Nate, me and Harvey or whatever, me and Michelle, but. So I don't, so if, if life did something to me it wouldn't have the same effect as if you did or if. But why? Because the expectations. Expectations are just we don't have that kind of friendship. We don't have that kind of relationship. If, if, if I, life got an invitation, if life said there was a lot of travel happening, it's interesting because I just said it about the, the people getting invited in the close circle, but I think also... I understand how life has shown up just in general with me before. It's no, it's, there's nothing, there's no bad blood between me and life, like, at all. We kick it when we see each other. We don't talk on the phone. We don't text yeah. and check in. We don't, <laughs> we don't have that kind of relationship. So life not showing up is not the same. I mean, he will be missed. I'd like him for him to be there. We extended the invitation. But. It's the expectations. It's, it's the expectations. And the same, and the same. It, it might be different for him and Terrell, because Terrell and him are closer to yeah. me. Yeah. So I don't know, but sorry, go ahead. But, but, so, that's, what's happening is the same. It's the why and the expectations associated with the person that's different. So if you remove all of that, right? So if you remove expectations, if you... Don't. If you remove expectations in a way that is just like they can do and say whatever, and I'm still going to show up with love. What does that look like? Because that's what my life looked like. That's what I. That's what it looked like for me. See, the the, the lie is that there is a finite amount of love, no, and we think. No. I don't think that there's a finite, no, what I'm What saying, does it cost you to, what does it cost, removing yourself from a situation doesn't mean, let me let you finish. 
So I, I think what does that look like? Your life was what? Just loving people and what? And getting pissed on. <laughs> you, you and urine. Getting. But what is, yeah. when you say that, what are you saying getting pe- What's happening? I was just, I was being used. I was, I was definitely going after ridiculously out the gate emotionally and just, just unavailable dudes. But that ain't love, uh, Kelly. But it was me searching for, it was me pouring into something, searching for something back. Why are you calling that love? It's, well, so not it's, that okay. could be that could be fear. That could it could be it could it could that I, I was searching for love. I wanted somebody to love me back, and so I was pouring into it and showing up and trying to be the best and do the best. So when you are enough for you, there is no such thing. the The requirement is the same. And the thing is, as it stands right now, I'm enough for me. Yes. I can still be upset. Yes. That there's so much traveling happening. I'm not going to ever, like. I got you. That was a Listen, response. Like, I get, it, that still bothers me. It's, it should bother you. But it. You're human. And that's what I'm saying. So if, so what does it, you tell me, what does it look like if, if in an ideal tuna fork, James Shelby world, you no matter what, you show up with love mm-hmm. and nothing is about you. It's about what they're going through. Most times we don't even know what they're going through. We don't. They won't say shit. But then how, I don't know, man. But, we, but what we do know is that it ain't about us, mm-hmm. which is what we're telling ourselves for that period of time. It's an infraction. And this is what I mean when I say Wazendo. When I can give... When I can love you with everything I have genuinely, now that doesn't mean you're being taken advantage of. Like there's, like these are, they, they, like it's, I think we're adding some other stuff onto okay. it, but I can still be full. Your rejection of that mm-hmm. is not a reflection of me. When I feel like my love or someone's acceptance of it or whether or not they accept is a reflection of me that I'm going to be very mindful of who I show love to Mm -hmm. because I'm and and I'm trying to increase the probability that I'm showing love to somebody who's going to receive it because my value is associated is associated on who receives it when I extend it I, I understand everything you're saying and I agree with you and not but, but and. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about my brother right now. That's a touchy one. But if we go, like, because let's talk about that in this instance. My brother has physically, like, he has, he has beat me up. He's beat my mother up. He has cursed me. I've gotten called everything, like, Anything and everything imaginable that you can say to your worst enemy, the person that you would spit on if you saw them, he has said to me across decades, decades. I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. So what do you do? He's blocked. I love my brother. Okay. I love him. 
Okay. But I do not have to receive what he is trying to give me. And I absolutely know that has nothing to do with me. I know that for sure. Everything to do with how we grew up, what we, what we, what we received, what he was taught love was from a woman. Like, it has everything to do with him. And I've tried to talk to him about things, and I've encouraged him and all of these things. And it's like, and it's, it's fascinating to me because he's like, I'm your brother. Like, so that should be all the more reason that you shouldn't call me a fat bitch piece of trash, right? Like, that should be all the more reason that you shouldn't tell me that you're going to kill me when you fucking see me because you're my brother. But there's this idea that because you're my brother, I have to, I, I have to be around. No. No. I, 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 it's not a... Um, how do you... How we fight matters. Zemno and I talk about that a mm-hmm. lot. It's not just enough to fight back. Mm-hmm. How you fight back matters. It defines you in ways and shapes you in ways that I don't think we're necessarily always mindful of. So in the, sen- in the case of your brother, and even fighting might be too strong of a word, but you get to determine and create the framework for that mm-hmm. and, ha- and the kind of energy that you put out into the world. Where you are and how you see the dynamics that are taking place, in most cases, is based on where we are in our growth path. Mm-hmm. And some of us are a lot further along in different ways and with different people. So having your brother tell you that, what that converts to in your mind and then the energy that you have behind it, that doesn't mean you keep the door open necessarily. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, you know about that dynamic more than anybody. So you get to gauge that as you grow and and expand your awareness of the the dynamics that are taking place. You get to test that. I'll give you a prime example. Zendo and I went and had dinner with uh, a close friend of hers, a a lesbian couple. One is Eritrean, the other one is Hungarian. When the Eritrean came out to her mother, that she was gay, I don't think it went over well, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Her experience with her mom was not positive by any stretch of the imagination. And And she did not want to meet her wife. And so the woman kept asking. They are going on their Eighth year of marriage. Her wife kept asking. The, 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 no, the, 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 the daughter kept asking her mom, do you want to, so when they would have conversations, she would just talk about her wife and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So when the Eritrean, Eritrean, woman, Eritrean, Eritrean, yeah, Eritrean woman was talking to the Eritrean mother, mm-hmm. she'd be like, hey, do you want to, um, 
Meet. Meet my wife. She's like, maybe, or whatever it is, but her way of saying no. Mm-hmm. She kept asking that mm-hmm. over the course of seven years. Mm-hmm. She didn't get the reaction that she wanted. Things weren't going in the way she wanted to go. But over that period of time, two weeks ago, her mother met her wife oh, for the okay. first time after all of that period of time. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, what made you want to keep asking your mother despite being rejected over and over and over again. How could you do that? I don't know many people who still would. I don't know many people who would still talk to their parent, number one. Number two, the ones who I do think would still talk, I don't know the ones who would just keep asking. They got married in 2015, it's 2022, over seven years. And she was like, I just had to decide I had to keep the window, I had to keep the door open. Mm-hmm. I had to keep it open. And I knew, she said, she said, I was okay with the outcome, no matter what the outcome was, but I just, I, just the only, only child, no other family, and blah, 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 blah. And so she was like, I just had to keep it open. Mm-hmm. Had a great time together. And so that was their dynamic. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can copy and paste mm-hmm. that in every situation, mm-hmm. but the individuals know Mm-hmm. what they could be doing differently mm-hmm. and how they are contributing as your awareness expands. Sometimes it might not necessarily be at a specific point. So to say the case of your brother, I don't think anybody outside of you can answer that, mm-hmm. especially when you talk about harm and all that kind of shit. Oh, I mean, there's no, I'm not, I'm, I'm very certain about where I am with that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm very, it may, it breaks my heart, but I know that I've done everything possible that I can to help it move to a better place. And I, I just, I no longer, I don't, I don't have it in me. But the door is always open. See? No, no I'm sorry. When I was pointing over here, I was talking about a friend who has a lot of travel happening. The door is always open. The door is always open. That was a that response was just like word, but the door is always open, for sure. I love it. for your brother. No, I was so my brother's <laughs> over here. This okay, door is, this door is no, nah, I'm, but no, I, it's not always open. There's an opportunity for it to open again. There will always be an opportunity, I think, to open the door, but the door is bolted shut right now. There's absolutely an opportunity for that door to unlock. Okay. And open up again, which Terrell's like, I, you better than me because I would have. He's like, Twitch, I'm cutting it to go, but I'm. It's my, it's my, and I think also because my family is very small. My mom's gone. I don't have much of a relationship with my dad outside of like Facebook and occasional text message. Uh, my grandma's gone. My uncle dad's gone. I call him my uncle dad, Uncle Kenny. Uh, I mean, my face it's just is, it's interesting though. I'm thinking about family and doors being open. I, you know what? Maybe you can help me walk through this because I don't understand what I'm doing. I was talking to um, Dana, who he grew up across the street. He's older than me, he, like helped raise me. He's like my big brother, just from the neighborhood, but he's like, like my big brother. 
but not related by blood. Um, and he and I were talking last week, and I haven't done a very, I don't think either of us have done a very good job of remaining in contact with each other over the years. But like when I was in DC or Maryland, he, was a, he's a, he is a truck driver and he was running through the East Coast and so he stopped and met Andrew and stuff and he stopped before. Um, he's always done more to reaching out to me than I have to him. I'll acknowledge that for sure. Um, and I was talking to him about it. And he was saying, he was talking to some of the other cats from the neighborhood, like, have you, you know, do you talk to Kelly? And they're just like, no, you know, we just don't talk to her. And I'm trying to, and I told him, like, I don't know what that is for me. I have a, my grandmother had 10 brothers and sisters. There's a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because, so I'm, I'm related to the, across the street, Dana and Dana. then my family too. I'm just trying to figure things out and I, it might be stumbling as I say it, but for me to have such a large family, I don't know if it's like my immediate family was really small, and I don't know if it's because growing up, my like my grandparents and my mom either they didn't really like when we were really young, we would do like family things. I think where it was more the extended family, but as we got older. Um, you know, we, we have family reunions and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But was, as we got older, like the holidays were, you know, just us. And so it wasn't encouraged to really get to know the, the bigger family, the, the extended family members. Um, and so, like right now, the only extended family members I really have a close relationship with are my cousin Rodney, um, who's actually walking me down the aisle, and his dad, Wendy, um, and nice. their mom, Shirley. I don't know what that's about for me. Like, I've had, like, I went to my grandmother's uh, brother passed away a few years ago, Uncle Raymond, and I went to his funeral, and there was some extended family there. Um, Like, we exchanged phone numbers, or like, hey, and, you know, we text here and there. Is that just life getting in the way? Is it because I'm 40 and you're, you know, 45, 50, and, like, we just haven't, but then I know some people who meet new family members and they're just like all gung ho and like I'm we we running down family history we're mm-hmm. integrating it and I, is it be I don't know I don't know what that's about I don't know what that's about for me am I afraid of that word or what comes along with my real family like I know they're not gonna show up like how my mom did or my brother does or my dad does well I, I hope they wouldn't. I don't think that they would, but I just, it's weird that I don't have that same, let's connect and let's start something new because we're related. Maybe because, I don't know, maybe because I have gotten, I've experienced so much negativity and hurt with my actual blood family, that now the people that I call family, my friends, you all, I don't have that strong desire to, like, I don't have that need. That doesn't need to get filled for me. And I don't, I don't, it's no, it's nothing against mm. my other family members, like the extended family. I'm absolutely open and welcome to talking to them and all that, but like this strong desire to repair 
or to, you know, nurture something. It's just not there. And I don't, so. That doesn't relate to Dana, though. I don't know what that's about. I think that's just, a, I don't know. I'm working on it, though. I've been texting it, him more. Maintaining. I've been texting Dana more. I, I, I need to do that. So imagine if everything you said, let me take a step back because I don't want to, I want to address. I have about 30 cousins. I'm the oldest I didn't know that. out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm similar to you. Now, this is on my mother's side only. This doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have um, the closest connection. All of this stuff requires a certain level of investment and an amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I think as we get older, especially like when kids come into play, when you want your kids to know that side of your family and that's when some of the stuff starts to come up. But I don't, I don't, I don't think it's where do you want to put the work in? It's wild though, because I, we moved to Detroit. I mean, outside of the fact that it costs a ridiculous amount of money to raise a kid here. Cleveland was a pit stop. That was never, that was just, one year thing because of Terrell's work. But the the goal was to move to Detroit. That's where Terrell is originally from. His Mm -hmm. dad is there, his aunt, his uncle, his cousins. um, And then his mom is in Chicago, just four hours away. I was like, heck yeah, Andrew needs to go and, and be around. Like I wanted Andrew to be around family. But I didn't, you know, I don't know, maybe... Why, why, why don't you want him to know your your people? It's, I don't want him to know my brother right now. My brother met him once. No, I mean the like your. I just because I don't really know them, and not not I'm not like ah uh, they might do something to him or I don't know these people and. But I you just, you were immediately open to him knowing Terrell's side of the people. I think also because Terrell's family does a really good like they they do a really good job of maintaining that closeness of of keeping in like they all do and i think he they just all have even you know he moved to uh the uk for five years him coming back it was like he they he didn't skip a beat i mean they do game nights and we go over auntie's house all the time and just go spend the night i go over auntie's house with andrew and terrell's with zoe on the road but i'm i'm feel just as comfortable going and, and sleeping at auntie's house and I've known them, you know, just since I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. I haven't known them very long, but if they, and they make me feel like, I don't know, I just, I was able to fall into it. That's work. Maybe that's what it is. It could, it, 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 it's going to require, it's going to require more work for me to get my 29 cousins together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or to reach out to them mm-hmm. on any type of a frequent basis. Now, I could sit back here and be like, well, if they call me, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Now, mind you, mm-hmm. this could be the person that we talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you were saying before. All of this stuff, we, they're, they're, when we want to do the work, mm-hmm. we want the other person to do the work. Mm-hmm. And if, if we, we want to put some work into an area and that person don't want to put no work into that area, it's an infraction on us mm. sometimes it ain't most time it ain't got nothing to do with us so with my cousins the 29 of them mm-hmm. 
I'm sure they're not thinking that I'm picking on them specifically. Mm-hmm. It's 29 of them. Mm-hmm. And when I do go, like when I'm going home on Thursday, I can't see everybody. Mm-hmm. You know how much shit I get when I can't see everybody? And I'm staying at this person's house and somebody wants me to stay over here. And I'm like, I can't, I, I just, I just can't do it. And somebody somewhere is being left with a feeling that I don't feel a certain way about them. And, and, and it's something that, rem, that, that I'm reminded of as I'm creating expectations for mm-hmm. other people, because I might, I might be that oh. person in somebody else's story. Yo, that is a really good point. You don't think about it that way because it's all about how you feel and how that other person is making you feel. But who knows how I'm showing up to somebody else? If that ain't the truth, that's why I keep you around. Because a part part of what we're saying, I believe that it can't be in, and this is what I mean when I say you don't have to see it as piss. Mm. A lot... A lot of what we're seeing in other people are things that are in us. Mm-hmm. And, and the more I think we try to reduce the other, mm-hmm. the closer we get to the, um, to the reality of the situation. And it's, and it's really about us just looking at how we're showing up. Mm-hmm. And the minute we can start extending love in those moments where we grace, right? And grace when we don't want to or when we feel like we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're giving somebody permission and or an example of what that would look like mm-hmm. to extend it to us mm-hmm. when we show up mm-hmm. in the way that that other person mm-hmm. is. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. There are differences. Because I know your brother going to always. This, I'm, this is my brother over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <he> <laughs> like it's, it's my everybody. Yeah. My brother against everybody. Yeah. Against y'all whores. Yeah. What's, what's, uh. Baltimore what? versus, versus y'all whores. <laughs> yeah, my brother versus y'all, y'all whores. No. I, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, then the thing is, like, my brother, like, that's, that's, a, that's, that's not common. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe it is. But. More so, it's the other kind of relationships where sometimes it. Happens. What about the one with your dad? I don't, I don't know. I. What do you think about after that conversation that we had when we was in Detroit? I yelled at you. You made me mad. Because. <laughs> uh, can I, you can you repeat? Can you give a synopsis of that conversation? So my dad has sent me. My dad had posted on Facebook a picture of my mom and her best friend from, like, when they were, like, 16. Um, And he had posted, like, lovely ladies, beautiful women, whatever, whatever. And I didn't say anything. I didn't comment. I didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. I just let it live. But then he sent it to my, he text, he sent it to me via text. And James is like, oh, you didn't have to respond. You could just let him. What would you say? I said, Something when he when he texted line. you, he te- he's like lovely woman, blah blah blah, and I was like, who also had some serious demons, and I, and that came from a place of me having grown tired 
of people painting a picture of my mother that wasn't the reality that I lived. But it was a reality that they lived. Not even, no, that's the thing, no. How do you know? I know, because I've also had conversations with uh, the, some of these other people about my mother and a lot of the, you know what, maybe, maybe even though they got dealt a whole bunch of bullshit, maybe still, they still painted this beautiful picture. For me, okay. she did the best that she could with what she has. I do mm-hmm. think my mother, I really honestly think my mother uh, was bipolar, just undiagnosed. I think she suffered from depression. I think there was a lot happening with her, and she self-medicated. She became a full-blown alcohol, functioning alcohol, uh, alcohol, functioning alcoholic, and to the point where she could no longer function. Um, and your dad could not have been looking at her and thinking about a moment that made her that made that that where he felt that in that moment. Maybe so. Maybe so. But the, but the overarching point of what you were saying is you felt a certain yes. way when you saw it. Yes, because, yeah. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. I feel like my mother mentally and verbally abused my brother and I, physically abused him. And I feel like there were some people in, around who look the other way, I feel like we could have been helped more and we weren't. And there was this idea that she was a school teacher and a single mom and, you know, like she presented very, she presented us very well. Like we went to some of the top schools in Ohio. I spent time in Spain in high school. Kyle spent time in, uh, France in high school like we you know there was she she sacrificed a lot through all of the darkness that she was in so and to be a mom now and it's a lot with one and I gotta make I can't imagine raising two on a teacher's salary in the midwest and doing what she did for us but then there's so many other things that came along with it that I absolutely know from what I can remember sometimes people seeing People were present for a lot of it and experienced a lot of it. As her alcoholism got worse, they had firsthand experience with it. Because then she, you know, we, the kids weren't just the target anymore. It was everybody. Um, how is your, how is your, how is your um, thoughts about your mom changed now that you're a mother? I, I will, I have always said I've always said that she was she did the best that she could with the tools that she had. Have that has any let me ask how they changed? Have has has have you grown a stronger or developed a stronger appreciation? I've always after, appreciated it. I, 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 so, I, so you so so nothing about your perception of your mom has changed now that you're an actual mom. I mean, I, the struggle, like, to know what she must have sacrificed, what went into raising us and doing what she did for us, like, financially. Not in the background. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
Well, she took out loans. I have over $100,000 of student loans because my mother signed for them. I went to Cleveland State University. At 12? No. <laughs> At six? No, I'm a graduate, right? I graduated, got my degree, that's great. But I have, like, I have over $100,000 in student loans that my mother took out, and it was still in my refund checks. I got kicked out of the University of Cincinnati because she wasn't paying my tuition, but was steadily getting checks. Mm. My brother went to high school at 12. And so he graduated at 16 when he was away at school and then in the service because he got kicked out of Northwestern. Like he, she was stacking up his bills for Gilmore Academy in his bedroom as if he had anything to do with going to Gilmore at 12. So, yeah. And like he got his, his wages garnished and all that because he hadn't paid his tuition and taxes. It was just, it was wild. Yeah. So, yeah, she presented. We went to the best schools, right? We had, you know, we never wanted for something. If I wanted something, she would get it. We were also very appreciative and, and I think aware of the fact that she was a single mom. And so we weren't like, mom, can you buy us Hilfiger and Nautica and stuff all the time? Like, she would do the best that she could. We didn't want. And I don't, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes for her either. Actually, now I do. Now, yeah, being a mom, thinking about some of the things that I can remember that I saw, some of the men that came to the house, I know what that was. There's this one dude, dog. <laughs> I, I think he worked for like, I don't know if he was like, I don't know what the hell he did with the school. I don't know if he's a bus driver. <laughs> he, he looked like a white dude who would, who would have been at the insurrection on January oh. 6th. Just a redneck, just... It looked like a straight redneck, like just long beard, long And he would come hair, to the house? Come to the house. How does that make you feel? Oh, I've never talked about that. I've never thought about that. Like this. Mm. She did the best that she could with the tools that she had. And when she couldn't, she called this dude. Oh, gosh. That just made me remember something that I don't even, oh. I remember coming home. I was maybe 16, 17. I was coming home with my, my boyfriend at the time. And we walked in the house. She had a fur coat. Nothing underneath. And I was like, what is happening? The dude red was on the couch. And like I was so angry that my mom is like my boyfriend's coming in the house with me. She's like covering up. And her response, I don't know what prompted her to respond to me. This I think just maybe me being angry. And I don't know what I said at 16. I can't remember that. But I just remember her telling me, 
Oh, I could take your boyfriend from you with what I got on underneath this coat. I, that was that's so odd. I don't know what prompted that. I don't know how this memory just came back. But holy smokes. All that to say, that dude was over our house a lot. And I hated it. I hated it. But I know he was probably paying our bills. And to know that she had to, she felt like she had to do that. I'm, um, I'm going to Kansas City next week to interview my mom. Mm, that's exciting. I'm, no? I'm, uh, can you imagine having that memory with your mom sitting across from you right now no. and seeing what her response is going to be, no. actually hearing her answer? And then having to resolve the anger that you have for why she didn't show up a certain way. Because from your perspective, shit was fucked up. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that your mom is just a woman and for her, shit was fucked up too. And exciting isn't a word I don't think I would necessarily use. I think I'm, I'm scared more than uh That's understandable. Anything. I think I just said excited because I know from, from where you came and the path. Yeah. that you've been on to get to where you are now with your mother. Like that, I I can't even imagine. So that's why I say that, because this is, this is, a this is, you're all, it's, me and Terrell talk about you all the time. You, 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 you tune in the fork, right? Like you, this whole thing is about tuning the fork and becoming better and really taking stock of who you are and how you show up. And then you get these kinds of, you get you get some serious lessons. Yeah. Like put your money where your mouth is. Nigga. Literally. You talking about all of that? I'm about to throw this at you. What you gonna do with this? And that and what she says, because I put myself in a position to you to the point that you made, tune the fork, and it's like my mom. Before she was my mom, my mom had me when she was 22. She got pregnant when she was 21. My mother was 22. My dad was 34 when I was wow. born. It was a 12-year age difference between them. I didn't know that. It's big. Wow. And she was a little, she, before she was a mom, she was a woman. Before she was a woman, she was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And... and and it's real important for me in my mind to humanize her mm -hmm. and to get outside of this narrow purview of motherhood and to just see who she was as a woman and as a, and as a human being who had unmet needs and, 
and, and, and, and disappointments and violations and there's always a, a, a way that we can respond to, to these things. Mm-hmm. And very few of us, we, we do the best that we can when we're responding, mm-hmm. you know? Um, brother, dad, like it, it's, there's so much dysfunction, there's so much bullshit, and I don't know the best, the only, the antidote for it all, I feel, is transparency and love and there's a and there's a way in which you can reveal things evaluate what's on the table and then move with love and there's i don't know what that means i don't even know what the actual practice of that looks like but if it, it, it there's something about that that just feels right. When you talk to Zendo about it, right? Like you said, she's the only person that you've ever seen to like really function in that way. How did like, have you asked her like, how do you do it? How does it like, what, how does she talk about it? She literally feels like she's the most beautiful, perfect thing on the planet. (laughs) And she has enough. There's nothing that she feels that she gives that she can't give herself. There's, there's, there's. there's does, that, then, does that hinder her making genuine connections though? Or like, I guess her definition of connection is going to be different than what, I guess, based on different things. Yeah. And, 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 and I think I also judge how she connects. Mm-hmm. You be- did. I remember you did when, when we first started dating and you absolutely did. Cause it, 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 it uh, it's different. Mm-hmm. And the and the idea that you know everything for me was you only give somebody something because they're worthy of it because mm-hmm. that's how I was loved and so when I'm not getting something in a certain way it, first off I don't feel like I'm worthy of it if I'm gonna be honest it wasn't until recently to where I started actually feeling like I'm worthy of something mm-hmm. because if my mom didn't love me or I didn't feel like my mom loved me she had a legitimate reason. I wasn't worth it. Huh. Ding, 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 ding. So now I've connected that bullshit dot and now I'm moved through life. Making that, evaluating my worth based on whether or not somebody gives me something because you, 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 you technically only have so much to give. So you're only going to give it in areas where there's, where you feel like you're going to get a quote unquote return. For her, it's like, nah, I mean, I, I love you and I choose you and I will give you everything I have. And if you don't take it, Mm -hmm. I'm still the shit. I'm still going to pick up and move on Mm -hmm. and do the same thing to the next person Mm -hmm. because that's who I am. That's who I'm choosing to be in life. And that's how I'm navigating the world. That's her. I think, I think you're showing up that way, James. I'm trying, but, but there's the voice. So what I'm doing sometimes is coming on this bitch and inviting people into the voice. So you might see the action, but you might not, I've got to tell you the voice. And, and, and sometimes that voice is the thing that I'm challenging. It bothers me when life doesn't call me back. It bothers me when he is ignoring my call. So it wouldn't bother Zendo? Yeah, it would bother her. Okay. But she, but she would leave the door open. 
She she would leave the door open. She would leave the door open. You're leaving the door open too. I had an example. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving the door open too. (laughs) Yeah, that door. (laughs) But I I had, I have, I had, I didn't, that's not something I would normally, Mm -hmm. and through this process, I had to leave the door open. Mm -hmm. We had our little thing. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 who do I want to be in life? Like, who does Kelly want to be? What, what did she want Andrew to model? Mm-hmm. But we have to be that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that me and you talked a lot about in Terrell, who he needed to, who, when y'all got pregnant, Mm-hmm. who he needed y'all to be, y'all weren't that. No parent is who their child needs them to be when they're conceived. Mm-hmm. Y'all have grown so much in this past, and y'all are growing to accommodate the needs of this baby. Mm-hmm. And as he gets 10, like what he's going to need at 10, so... And sometimes you almost have to like look ahead to a degree and be like, okay, who, what kind of, kind of, what kind of dad is is, is Andrew going to need at ten? Mm-hmm. And that motherfucker, mm-hmm. you got to be now. So by the time ten mm-hmm. comes, mm-hmm. you've been practicing that for all of that period of time. But like, who we've got to grow into these people, and sometimes the commitment of child, mm-hmm. like of, of parenthood, forces you. To grow into that. And what helps sometimes is that we have help. We have a mate. You have a partner. You've got these people. You, got, you, you have someone that's helping you and motivating. And you've got a circle of people. Back in the day, people like our parents, man, they just didn't. They didn't have it. And who, they, and who we needed them to be. who we wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. I, I, there was a need, there were some needs, that, there were some needs that weren't being met, like quite frankly. As a child, there were some needs that weren't being met, and that's okay to say too. You, I mean, there's certain things that you need from your parent. Andrew needs me to stay on top of clipping his toenails, right? Like he needs me to cook him his dinner. Nigga ain't gonna go get in the hop down out of his chair and go. Listen, as a he might. Listen, he's bright enough. He might. And Terrell. Call, call, <laughs> call. Yeah, Terrell. No, you're you're. What what I, in hindsight, when I look at the things that I was saying that I needed, and that's so. I got everything that I needed. That's this might not be true. I don't know what the fuck true is. I know that when I look back and where I am now and the wholeness and the fullness of me, mm-hmm. I lacked nothing mm-hmm. despite, despite what I felt mm-hmm. was missing. But that was in the moment and at the time. And, and that's what I mean when I say as we, as, our, as we evolve and grow to become 
to, to, to see some of this stuff in a different way. Like, I'm still alive. Like, that's a beautiful fucking thing. And I've got all of my wits. Mm -hmm. I've got love in my heart. I've got an open mind. Mm -hmm. Despite, like, I got what I needed. Mm -hmm. And so in the moment, I need to eat. But 20 years from down the road, like that, me not eating at 2 o'clock on that Saturday because my mom chose to go buy some alcohol as opposed to give me some food. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, you're looking at the illest nigga on the planet. Absolutely. Next so who won? Next to Terrell and Andrew, but yes. Who won? You won. We, and we won. We Over here? Experience you now. Over there? This door is bolted, though. Uh, that's, it's just... He, he has to do that work. Yeah, he does. I can't do the work for him. Yeah. But, but there's still work you got to do, though, that, that does impact that. Well, the thing, the thing is, and Terrell and I do, I, I love him so much. I just love that man. He, we do a really good job of, like, shouting each other out when we see growth in areas that needed a little bit of work prior to. It kind of helps keep you going. And like, yeah. So he, you know, I remember living in Maryland we live in that apartment where my brother would call. I'm talking. I'm yelling. I'm throwing stuff. I'm cussing. I'm jabbing back out the gate. And now, the last time my brother, so I got a new phone, that we just heard ring, and I apologize. Isn't that quite appropriate that it would be me on this episode? With I thought phone? you closed it. I, I thought I did too, but. I, I checked it. Well, you, so we both messed up. That was my phone, but we did a great job. What if that was your brother? <laughs> To that point, I got this new phone and didn't have him blocked on it. And so he called. And so every time he calls, it's almost like, okay, maybe this is the time that it's going to be different. Um, so I didn't send him a voicemail. I just, I answered. Um, and it always starts off the same. Hey, how you doing? Like, what's up? I can't call you. So it goes into that. I'm like, did anything change? But hold on. What? <laughs> it, 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 I, I no, hold on. What? We enter into these spaces with energy. Absolutely. I, I show up. Listen, this so is. So deflated every time so I pick it, up the it, phone it, it, with my this, brother. But he never fails me. He never fails he, me. He, but so. Because he knows what I expect from him. This is the expectations. I'm saying he know he he has a lot of hurt, and he's like, I mean, he's absolutely crying out for acceptance and love and all the things that. But we are too. Yeah. We to a degree. We yeah. we we. This is where we, the re, The minute you can see yourself in your brother, that's the that's the aim. When you can look at your phone and see you calling. Absolutely. So but I don't have to pick up for me. No, no, if, so I'm, if I'm... It's a... It, Dog. I, I, this is what... It's... it's it, how do I... Listen. I... We, we're, it's not that we're accepting these people. So what it's we, not that we're accepting the behavior... The way your energy shifts, mm-hmm. 
we do this stuff in our own relationships is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. What I'm talking about, it, all your brother and your dad and my mom and my people represent, they're just examples of a bigger thing. These people, the reason why they are important in the process is because they are going to reflect progress. Back to my point, Terrell saw this last time my brother called, went off the handles, called me all the time. It was good for a second, as good as it was going to be without it really being good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Prior to the, 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 what he normally gives me. But then it, it, like he, he, he was trying everything. He's trying everything. I'm smarter than you. I graduated 16. Okay. I went to Northwestern. Okay. Nice. Right. I, I should have said nice, but I was like, oh, okay. So he was saying all this stuff, and I was like, okay. So what now? What, why'd you say all that? I'm just letting you know. Like, okay, thank you. So now what? Where do we go? And he was like, I think I threw him off. Because I wasn't like, oh, fuck you. You know, I yeah, was yeah. like... I don't have to. The thing is, I know now. My brother feels bad enough about where he is in life in everything without me ever having to say anything else to him. And so that absolutely drives him to speak with me and treat me the way that he does. I, I understand that. I, like I said before, I know that how he treats me has nothing to do with me. He doesn't have a relationship. He has destroyed. And it's, it's really sad because I'm watching him like my mother did. This, he's, he is going that same path that my mother did. Started off with the family, right? Like destroying the family relationships. And now it's just expanding to everyone. He, Dana, like Dana, the guy I talked about earlier, Dana... Kyle could cuss any and everybody out. Dana was off limits. Not anymore. Which, for me, like, for Dana to tell me what happened with them, I'm like, oh. Mm. Like, he's really just, like, it just instantly, I sank, like, I, I, and what he did was terrible. But for him to do that, like, oh, he's, he's gone. Not to say he can't come back. And, and right. not to say him not having a relationship with his son mm. isn't bad enough. So you have a nephew. I have a nephew. How old is he? Christopher. Christopher's 22. Damn, that's a man. Mm -hmm. Christopher's great. He got a, he get tax returns. He does. A, he, he's a student at Ohio State. When was the last time you talked to him? Uh, last week, I think. Okay. Yeah. Me and Christopher text. Is he gonna come to the wedding? I don't know. I don't know. If he came, he might come with his mom. And while I'm so grateful of the like of how she raised him, and that she's you know, I got you. His mom and I, her energy is not really something that I would want. At yeah. The if he came by himself, absolutely. Yeah. I feel you. But I don't know that I will. I wouldn't. And it's hard to be like, hey man, you, you, you can come, but just don't bring your mama. I can't say that, right? Like I can't, I can't say that. It's and they're tough. like really close. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So I would mm. love for him to come. And I've been quite honestly, I'm gonna tell him about it. I haven't told him about it. If he decides to come, 
I'll pay for him to come on his own, but I don't know how I don't know how to say that. Say it. Him. Just say it. Just He probably he probably would be just, he, he knows, I think. I, I, I think if you just say cuz cuz what what happened? Mm-hmm. It's a It's another one of them. It's another wedge opportunity. Yeah. And and honestly, yeah, cuz I was dealing with so much of my grandmother and the nursing home and her passing and all that stuff. I forgot. I was I pulled up in the parking lot and was looking for Christopher and his mom. Like, I wonder where they are. I wonder why they're here. I didn't even tell him. I totally forgot. Because I was just, there was so much happening. I forgot to tell him about the funeral. Because we talked like two days later. I was like, where were you? He was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I didn't see you at the funeral. He's like, I didn't know that there was one. So, so yeah. Yeah. You might be in right. his life. No, I'm, I am not that. How you know? Because I do a really good job of making How you know? I, because I have You didn't tell the man his grandma died? His great-grandmother. And no, I forgot. And we talked about that. That's his grandma. And I, that's no, his, that's his great-grandma. You're right. So why... So just, just, we talked about it, and I was very apologetic, and I just... I mean, he knew everything. Every, and he said, I, Auntie, I know you have so much happening. That's what he's supposed to say. He's trying to make you feel better. But in, like, like you... Listen, you, go, he you gonna, don't always have to bring on my parade. He's going to be... He, he has a friend who has a podcast called... <laughs> Fucking hoes and getting money, and he and on that podcast he's gonna be talking about his aunt <laughs> who don't be returning his call. That's not true. You know why that's not true? Like that was a big thing. He and I didn't talk from him from eleven to eight, seventeen. Excuse me, because he uh he was calling me a lot. He called me like back to back a couple times, and I was at lunch, and my phone was and I answered. I told him, Christopher, I'm gonna call you back later, whatever. You know, I'm at lunch, and he, I mean, he's 11. He just wanted to talk to his auntie, and I didn't think about that, but I didn't answer the next two times. And his mom called me. What's she supposed to do? No, that's she's supposed to. You, you can, you can absolutely call me and not. Really? That wouldn't be you for Andrew. Stop it. You know that's you. So if so, if you didn't call, if Andrew called you three times in a row, the first I am time a, you, I am a better uncle to Andrew than you are aunt to Christopher. I am the best uncle on the planet. The noble story we tell ourselves. Ain't that, that what you, it works both ways. I didn't say I'm the best aunt on the planet. You should. I mean, no, I'm, you shouldn't. There's room for improvement. The and best everything. don't mean there isn't room. Michael Jordan was the best, but shit. But she he still not. worked out. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? You're not comparing yourself to Jordan. I'm the Jordan of uncles. <laughs> <I'm> like, mm, <laughs> Is that why you broke your leg in the way that you did? Too soon, man. That was like seven years ago. Listen, anything sooner than <laughs> never is too soon. <laughs> did you just... I did, I saw Oh, that's horrible. That was funny. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> one last thing. <laughs> yes. I'm so proud of you and Terrell. Thank you. Your um, commitment and loyalty to one another is something that I wish more people got a front seat to watch Mm -hmm. and participate in like I do. Like it it hasn't been easy for y'all and it's not going to be easy moving forward. And I don't think you guys are choosing to take this next step 
like under any type of false pretenses. I think mm. it's the exact opposite. Um, but I'm glad that you guys are doing it, man. Me too. Me too. Just, it is, everything about it just feels right. And, and I mean, I'm sure everybody who gets married and then some who end up divorced feel like it just feels right. But mm, I just think we, I think it's we, like we actively, we're actively doing the work and we're talking about it and like reflecting on it and shouting each other out. When we argue, it's, it's not like it was before. The time between argument and, and reconciliation has shortened a lot. What happens during the argument, the things that are said, more pointed, more to the point. Like, it's just, we're doing the work. We both are doing the work. And, and, and it's so dope because we'll even, like, shout each other out. Like, you did a really good job this time of X, Y, and Z. Like, I appreciate that about you. And, you know, that's helpful. It's helpful. He, he, we're constantly giving each other compliments about who we are as, as people. Not like, oh, you know, you know, I like how your shorts look on you or, you know, how your shoulders are. It's not that kind of thing. We, we compliment each other's aesthetics too, but more so, like he said, I was telling him how a friend of mine uh, out in Oakland she calls me a lot about her son. Um, he's going to second grade, and she talks to me through things about how she's feeling about his teacher showing up in school, and like you know, just kind of get my advice, my insight, my teacher expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Terrell, I was telling him about that yesterday. And he was just like, "I just am really he's like it's it's such a pleasure to have a front row seat to you." as an educator, he's like, cause you pour into these, and then he just went on this whole thing about how he sees what I do at work, how that translates with Andrew and how he sees, cause before, remember at the beginning, he, oh, you, you a teacher, you think you know better than me cause I just, cause I ain't a teacher. And, and that's how know. you was coming off though and too. I'm absolutely it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's not that way. It's like, hey, I have this depth of knowledge. Let's use this to better our kid. And now he is more accepting of it because he understands that I feel like he brings just as much to the table as I do. How did you get past that? Like, so I'm going to be outside observer. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of legitimate reasons for standing firm on your ideas about certain things on how a kid's supposed to be Mm -hmm. uh, dealt with Mm -hmm. because of your training. Mm -hmm. And Terrell just being... A nigga, nigga. <laughs> just like, and, and there's there's value in uh-huh, in, in both, right? So, and, and you and y'all butted butted heads mm-hmm. in the. How did y'all get to a point to where you were able to see value in his perspective, despite all of the certificates and knowledge? And mm-hmm. how was he able to see value in that, despite his nigga certificate? Mm-hmm. You think, I, I think a couple ways, I had to constantly remind him that simply because I'm saying this doesn't diminish who you are. And I think me saying that 
I started to believe it. It's not that I didn't believe it. It's just that I was operating in a way that's like, oh, I know better because I'm a teacher. Or I deal with kids. You don't. So let me, like, listen to me. I know this. You don't know this stuff. And then once I stopped coming off that way and started saying that, it was like, yeah, he does. Like, you know, he know he's not, he's not breaking him. He's, he's, and then I'm starting to watch the relationship that he and Andrew have developed. It's, Andrew walks around the house with his little baseball cap mm-hmm. on all the time now because that's what dad does. Or, you know, it's the little nuances that I see in Andrew and, like, how he just loves his father. Terrell was cutting the grass the other day, and Andrew cried his face off because I had to take him to school instead of letting him uh, mow the lawn with his little blower, his bubble blower, because he wanted to do it with his dad. Um, I think that... I think understanding that, and when I was able to relate it to, when I told Terrell, I studied and I study about child development the same way that you study about this expensive-ass profit or whatever you got. Whatever this machine is, whatever this new piece of software you have, you study it forward and backwards. You watch videos, you read articles, you you play with it, and that's how you create what you create. The same way you do that with that profit is the same way I do that, do that with child development. I'm not going to profess to know more than you, but it do, and it doesn't diminish me as a DJ or as a musician because I don't know as much as you do. Quite frankly, if I wanted to learn the profit, I'm going to come to you and ask you because I know that you know this joint inside and out. Same thing. And anything I'm saying is is for the betterment of our kid. Yeah. And that's the common goal is to make sure we don't break Andrew. So how do you as the so despite having all of that though, mm-hmm. there still is He um, had to start believing it too. Well and there's but there's still a man son mm-hmm. dynamic there that might not necessarily an intelligence because of that, that might not necessarily always be factored into the intellectual side of it. But I, but I think you, and I'm saying that to say is from, from an outside observer, I think you've recognized that and have created room. Absolutely. It, it, so it's not, I don't think it's just about you saying, oh, this is this profit and this is what I'm studying. That, that studying, somebody else could say I'm studying and be like, I'm getting ready to occupy the whole motherfucking 100%. percent hmm I'm, my knowledge base includes all of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was a degree of how it was coming off mm-hmm. in the beginning. But I think, I think and what he was saying, like, nah, it's this man, son, this man thing. Mm-hmm. So even though you're, you've said, I'm studying this, you still got room for that, mm-hmm. which is important. It's important. I mean, he, that's his dad. That's his dad. I want his dad around. We want him around. I want our, our family to be whole. Like, I don't want to have to, I don't want to do the whole dropping off and picking up on the weekends and sharing. I, I just, like, I want us, I want Andrew to have a, a man in the house. I don't, and I don't want, I want Andrew to have a man in the house that's his biological father. <laughs> yeah, but let's dad. get this right. You're talking about you want a man in the house. Whoa, 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 whoa. His biological father. I want Andrew to have Terrell in the house. Right. I want Andrew a specific, to have Terrell What's the social? In the Right. Just in case a nigga watching his name Terrell, he started knocking on Cherry Long. Right. <laughs> but I, I, like, I just want, I want that, and and so, and it's it's great to, cause it's great to see their dynamic. It's great, 
I got open to understanding to doing a better job of showing that I understand that simply because he doesn't have the training doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's doing. He did a better job of understanding that maybe I should listen to some of the things that she's talking about with him developmentally because she's talking about his, his brain development. <laughs> yeah. And he's, and, and the more I talked about it, like Andrew can't regulate himself. Like he does, it does not work that way. This is when, regulation comes into play. Hell, you as a grown man have trouble with regulation. How do you expect this one and a half year old to regulate himself? When he, I think when he made those connections too, then he kind of was like, okay, it's not a personal thing against me. She's just helping yeah. me understand how, how his body is working. And that's a tough, that's a tough thing to overcome. Like mm-hmm. as a man, like it's, it's a. Cause it was no, it was no challenge of your manhood or your fatherhood, but Hey, he can't, he doesn't know how to stop himself from crying. He physically has no idea how to. And just saying man up and leaving him somewhere. Cry. Hold on, let's get straight. Terrell. Doesn't. Terrell wasn't agreeing to do that. That's not what he was proposing. No, no, <laughs> not at all. But, you know, now he just, he, and it's great to hear him say, you know, he's, he's, only, he's only two. He can't, he, he can't do yeah. that right now. Y'all have grown so much, man. <laughs> Obviously, I've known you longer than I've known him, but mm-hmm. like the the path that you two have taken to get here, mm-hmm. and all of the changes that you that you both have made, and having Andrew here is such a blessing to have him in mm-hmm. in my life, and to and to, um, and for you guys to let me like I, yeah. I I I am beyond grateful for that, and. Uh, I'm glad. I'm looking forward to the rest of our lives as family. Um, I, I know we started off with talking about family and friends, and I don't, I don't, I'll say this. I don't know what it is, but I know that we have it. Mm-hmm. And I will invest in that. I will continue to invest in that to my fullest for as long as I am alive. Mm-hmm. And and I, I thank you so much for um, coming on here, Grace and Tune the Fork, and asking me about life, uppercase L. <laughs> and um, Alabama life. Doors always open. Always. Doors always open.